0: Welcome to Wedding and Event Podcast, frank podcast discussions for event professionals and those planning successful events, with wedding and special event consultant Toby Dodge of Prepared.com, and Eric Zimmerman, pianist, DJ, and Master of Ceremonies of ElegantMusic.com. Hello, everyone. The title of this episode is Wedding and Event Planning and Guidance, Part 2. I have discovered when helping a couple plan music for their wedding that one great song leads to another. Planning an event is a very creative activity and becomes more and more exciting as ideas come together. An event is a composition of ideas. Anyone planning their special event has a vision. Part of the job of the event professional is to provide a safe environment and allow their client to freely express their ideas. It is then the creative task of the event professional to do what's necessary to achieve that vision. And now, please enjoy Wedding and Event Planning and Guidance, Part 2. I tell this story a lot. There's a coordinator, um, oh, what's her name? Lou, L-I-U is her last name. Debbie, De- no, Debbie Lau. Debbie. Debbie Lau. Debbie Lau. Yeah, uh, Aqua, Aqua Fusion. Aqua Fusion. Yes. Great gal. Yes, and this is what she said. She said that she had a um, a bride come up to her with a letter opener, and she says, "See this letter opener? You know, and it was all very ornately, yeah, you know, intertwined with a design and things like." This. She says, "I want my wedding to look like this letter opener." <laughs> Isn't that great?
1: Oh, I, 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 can, I can relate. I once had a bride come to me. True story. She opened a magazine. And here was... I don't even remember what the ad was. But it was a woman that was wearing a bodysuit with butterfly wings on. Mm-hmm. And she says, This is the feeling and uh, textures and whatever. I want my wedding. Oh, my gosh. There you go. (laughs) It was fun to figure it out. Right. You know, it was very challenging. And um, I'm glad she did that because it gave us inspiration. And that's really, I think, what you're talking about, that this is all about inspiration yes you know finding that you know whatever is motivating them
0: and get them here we're going back to this, yeah. this this thing about being able to to draw the the client out and being able to ask questions and not so much ask questions but have the client continue to talk yeah <laughs> what where, where they start to arrive at what their vision is
1: yeah i i I mean, it makes sense to me. (laughs) And, you know, the funny part of it is, I often wonder if if couples spend as much time really thinking through um, what they want to achieve or if visuals are so strong today that they rely on the visuals to bring them their ideas. You know, I don't know huh. where the process you know,
0: I think it could come starts. through any, any of the senses. It could come through yeah. any any of the uh, it, music could could set someone off and say, "Okay, well, we're, we're going to have a 60s party." You know, let's just say, or uh, or a disco party or something and um, That's
1: true. That's true.
0: But um, you know, having, uh, again, you know, cre- creating a safe space for the bride and groom to be able to cre- create in and where getting their ideas down on paper and establishing a yeah. an itinerary that allows That's them very to, hard. you know, the itinerary helps to give them, a, a to limit actually their 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 creativity in that, well, we're going to start at this time, we're going to end at this time. So it all has to happen between here yeah, and here. Yeah, so what
1: else is going on, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Do you think that couples, um, after they speak with you, have a, a greater understanding of the, the, the meaning and the placement of music in their evening?
0: That is one of my goals but um but it, it has it you know again this is we're, we're growing this understanding or that we're uh guiding them through this creative process and allowing them to reach or to, to have an idea that mm-hmm. that they won't invalidate or that they won't go well that's too crazy or they or or have them think of something that they haven't thought of before uh, i there was a bride who uh was coming to this particular bridal show. Um, well, Sheila and I perform with our quartet at bridal shows. and yeah. I find that that's that's a really good way to um, just make ourselves known. And well,
1: because they can't avoid it. At, I mean, they hear your mu- beautiful music. <laughs> <and> <laughs> and hope they, so
0: Well, th- that's what she said. She said, I came to yeah. this bridal show for invitations only. We've got everything planned for this. And she walks in, and she hears this music and she doesn't know that it's that it's live.
1: No, and, they don't know. And then she com- they see you? she
0: comes around the corner and she's this is what she told me. She says, I came around the corner. I, I heard you and I because I was hearing you play and I saw you play. And then she said to her mom, I want that. And then she hired us
1: wow. now.
0: Now that was probably the last time I ever got a chance to talk with this bride, because she did everything, <laughs>
1: everything else.
0: via yeah. via email, and I could not, you know, uh, yeah. I couldn't help guide her anymore because it was yeah. all this email thing. We could never talk, and so it was it was it was a little bit of a uh, lengthy, I won't say awkward, but it was, it could have been a lot faster if we just talked. You
1: know, th- that's so true, and. Again, I you know we've talked about how um, different generations rely on different forms of communication, and right. it seems the, the people that we talk to that are in their 20s to to early 30s rely on the internet really for most of their information
2: mm-hmm.
1: that they are researching. It's not that they won't talk. in fact, they do like. To talk, but it's they have to see the purpose first, and in the importance of of getting them together, Um, and then they can be very loyal. It's just, it's it's getting that initial connection where they want to talk to you Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of just you know text or something. It's hard. Yeah. Well,
0: and it might be that they've had a bad experience, or that they've had a um, you know someone tell them, oh, you've got to watch out about this or that, or you uh, you know. Getting back to GigMaster, uh, one of the things yeah. that uh, bugs me about GigMaster is that you have to put down a price in order to talk to, to get any kind yes. of contact information. Yes. About them. And
1: then and see that see that's the premise that that bothers me too. Uh, yeah. If I, now, I have no problem if somebody wants to put a range or begins at, please, yes, a range yeah something range. like that, yeah, um, in fact, that's one of the big things that when we were designing prepared, um the couples respond to an index of what's important to them mm-hmm. and and take an assessment and what else. however, um they don't see the actual range of price until they're matched good oh good yeah in <laughs> other words they you know a few names will come up with with the person's logo or their picture whoever they prefer and it will say the percentage that they are matched and next to that There'll be information, you know, from 2,000 to 4,000 or whatever. Because who knows? You know, that that's the average. They can also go to their website and read more because mm-hmm. there'll be links to that and and all of that. And all the other people that they would be matched with would be in the same range. In other words their prices may vary 20% one way or the other mm-hmm. cuz who knows you know depending but that's a reasonable amount yes for people to differ it's how people make a decision when they see a, a DJ for 500 or 2500 that's a hard one because they don't know whether that five hundred dollar person is it doesn't have backup, and what I mean by backup today, I know there you know most DJs work off of um, their library of tunes online. Many of them, there are still some that have everything under the sun. They've got. DVDs and CDs and records and I mean they come with a an accompaniment like an orchestra you know mm-hmm. depending on what they do and they've got turntables and they've got you know all of uh, the mixing equipment I mean it's really you feel like you went into a studio <laughs> and somebody is making a record I mean with some of them seriously and then you get some guys come in literally with a laptop Mm -hmm. and you know maybe a table that is looks like a card table on stilts i mean and that's it and uh, there's a big difference that's all i can say Mm -hmm. and so that's what we're trying to bridge the gap
0: yeah yeah Well, well okay so about you mentioned prepared and, and you kind of mm-hmm. kind of went over it just a tiny tiny bit but what yeah. I what I think is brilliant just brilliant about prepared is that the client is asking questions of themselves in other words the the screening process or the the questions that they answer mm-hmm. about themselves yeah. from from the prepared website yeah the answers are. Are then put together and uh, shuffled, yeah. or their
1: um, <laughs> a little algorithm does its
0: work. Algorithm is the word I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> so, so where there's, I guess, uh, a tally of these uh, of these qualities that these this person has mm-hmm. has entered, and what what I I'm very excited about is that you made these questions up. You, I know you did. Or, or... I did
1: but I but I I, I did initially but they, they have been altered by other you know people as well you know we had to have more input than just me well, okay. but yes okay it, originally yes it was my idea yes
0: yeah and, and responsibility and so, so so it's no it's, so it's good to have these viewpoints and then you know getting the client to to be in communication right from the start get-go where they have to like ask themselves, uh, about yes. their level of service that they're looking for and that they're, oh, you gave some very good examples of that. But but the bottom line yeah. is that at the end of this process, uh, I don't know if the word vetting is, is the correct word um, for, for well, that.
1: Well, it is. I mean, uh, it, it really is for their sake. Yes. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's just, if you can think of it as fine-tuning somebody's requests. That's yes. really what it is. Yes, you know,
0: so it's not rocket science, but boy, I'll tell you, no. it, I think it really does <laughs> energize a uh, a planning process that really just focuses it causes causes the person to to learn and be acknowledged about their own ideas. Yeah. And then they can talk to like minded vendors and yeah. talk to uh, yeah. people. and it who- is
1: it is like members, uh, like minded, because Uh, vendors also take an assessment and an index um, so that they can be matched Mm -hmm. with people that are good for them. Yes. Because, you know, I think we've touched on it in, in former conversations, but, you know, I think it's really important to kind of go over it again. And that is when someone... When we meet someone, we have the same instincts as they do. Sometimes we know when we're hitting it off immediately. Right. And sometimes we got a feeling like this isn't going to be exactly easy or this is not my ideal situation here. Right. However, and I give everybody... Uh, as much credit for those of us who say you know what they're not my personal friends I'm probably not going to see them again so if I can help them in some way and they'll appreciate my service then that's really all that's important I don't have to go to dinner with them or hang out with them Uh you know However, and I mean this truly, because I certainly didn't expect everyone to like me. When you feel like you like them enough that you would want to hang out with them or go to dinner with them, I think everything works better. Because there is a certain natural comfortableness that Mm -hmm. you're going to have with them. And they'll have with you mm-hmm. And they'll be able to open up And be more frank um, Not quite as reserved Even though we, we know Being professional You kind of have to keep a professional um, Not a barrier But a presence You know Even uh-huh. if you want to laugh And tell jokes it, It's still, you know There's a line you don't cross But it makes such a difference When you have that rapport, you're not working, no one minds working hard or even harder for something that is good and worthwhile. Mm -hmm. What's tough is when you are so constrained in the way you express yourself and you feel like you can't be your real self it's really not helping them either if you work with them you will always feel awkward Mm -hmm. through the whole process there's no such thing as just having an awkward moment i think when you're working in a personal way with someone Uh it's going to probably be awkward (laughs) through the process or at least you have an uh, you have an opportunity to have more awkward moments. <laughs> <laughs> For no, sure, I, I
0: know it. I know what you mean, uh, and you're so so. There's the concept of it being a good fit. Yeah, and and I think that prepared does achieve that.
1: I'm... Well, we sure as heck that's the aim to have a good fit all the way around. Yeah. 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 You know, it's even true in venues. Um, I'm sure you've uh, been to many venues that have varying sizes of of um, ballrooms and corridors. And Mm -hmm. I remember having a wedding um, in a hotel that was a high rise and the guests come. There's two different ways to come in. And they do that on purpose because there is one large ballroom at one end of the hotel. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one kind of in the middle. And then in the other third is all the check in and all that, you know, public space.
2: Okay.
1: So, and elevators and um, escalators and all. So, you got one of those rooms that are fairly close to where all the action is, and another one that's around the corner. Mm -hmm. Well, if for some reason that other entrance is blocked, it could happen. Maybe somebody's having an event outside, and they have to use that main thoroughfare, that means that you have people that are going past your cocktail hour another event, yeah. to get to another event yes and it happens actually in quite a few hotels uh-huh. where depending how the rooms and the escalators and everything it's possible you know not everything is closed off these days mm-hmm. that you can pass through so I was working with a lovely Chinese family. And they said, you know, it was like the rehearsal night. And they were told by the management, I, I know that there's a very responsible catering crew at this particular hotel. And she says, you know, we're very open and we we know we may get guests that could surprise us whatever what we're trying to do is to find a way that we can avoid people coming in that actually aren't a part of our (laughs) party (laughs) now she was being so sweet what she's really saying is you know there's a bar out there and anybody can go up to the bar and we're paying for the bar yeah so what she's really saying to me without saying it is I don't want anybody I don't want to pay for anybody who isn't ours I'm glad to pay as much as they want to drink but nobody else right well so now what do you do how do you know because some people went to the church and they may have left a a gift at the church some may have brought their gift which that's a good sign that they're going to the right place Mm -hmm. but if it's a Chinese wedding Oftentimes, it's just envelopes, little red envelopes. Yes. And, you know, so the only thing I could think of was, okay, they, this particular family was very traditional, and they had a red tablecloth um, that people actually signed, Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes it's hot pink, a bright pink, and they usually sign their name in a book when they give a red envelope so that there is recording that this person has signed in this separate book, which means they have given an envelope, and the envelope is put in a purse or a box or whatever. Yes. So I thought, okay, it's not something I normally would do so blatantly in the center of a lobby. Right But Uh I put it Where if somebody was going to go to the bar And didn't belong They would have to pass me And so I And one other assistant Greeted every single person That came off that escalator And 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 I asked the family, is it okay if I have little carnations that I will give to the ladies that say they're, or the couples that are with our party? So there's a reason for me to stop them. Yes. And then just behind me, I had the table. So I had a physical way of slowing them down And another way to greet them. Mm -hmm. And if they said, oh, no, 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 we're not with this party. And then I I had them pass me on on the left. Uh And if they were with our party, the table was on the right.
0: (laughs) That's brilliant.
1: Well, I don't know about that. It was probably desperation. But (laughs) 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 but I what I'm really saying here is. There are a lot of ways we have to be creative sometimes. For you, a couple would say, oh, I got to have this kind of music. And you see darn well that people are not responding to that at all. Mm -hmm. What have you done in that situation?
0: Oh, wow. Well, let me see.
1: I know what you would do.
0: Well, you know, it, it, I, think it's, I think it's in the planning of it ahead of time. Now, I'm going to cautiously say is that I, I'm meeting with a couple coming up mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, coming up. And he doesn't dance, mm. but he wants everybody to dance. He doesn't <laughs> speak. Oh, but, Lord. but he would, you know, he's afraid of people, basically. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want, um, he doesn't want there to be any toasts.
1: Oh, uh, my. It,
0: well, you know, it's, it's, it, and again, here's this growing, you have to grow into the role or grow in, you know, come up to understanding yeah. or, or be able to, um, you know, getting married is going to change you. You know, it's it's,
2: it's definitely <laughs> whether you like it or not. Whether you
0: like it or not, you're you're gonna be put into situations and it'll be, you know. Now, I, I could probably hold Pat his hand, hold his hand and say, Well, okay, I understand and you're gonna have a really boring wedding. You know.
1: But <laughs> we'll love you just the same.
0: <laughs> but I I am uh, and and again I don't wanna put this guy on the spot. No. But um I do have to become very creative as to being able to get people on the dance floor, and it, it and it oh is a, a a very conservative Asian crowd. I've I've I know that, but I think that there are ways that, um, that that will be, be it would be best served by a very well planned itinerary, which gives opportunities for certain things to happen, and then it flows from some, one thing to the next, and
1: hopefully some flexibility. Yes, because because I think. Honestly, when I started out by asking you, you know, sometimes people, you know, know what they want to play and the crowd just doesn't respond to that. And so you got to have a plan B. And I've been in situations where there is no plan B. There is no acceptance of a plan B. It is what it is and they're okay with it. And then you got to ride that out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like what you said, but having good preparation sounds like the best well, here, Alternative. here's
0: here's my one of the ways that I do my homework on on an event, and 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 sometimes the client won't allow me to do this, you know, and so mm. it, again, this is like something that has to be finessed or, or just worked ever so slightly, ever so gently. But um, you know, it's a it's a barrier when there's a wedding coordinator who is not allowing me to talk to the client, and then the Oops. and then the and then the client comes up with an adjective or, or, or instrument combination that is just kind of like, you're going like, really, you know, and, and you're going, mm. really, you know, and, um, and so I would like to hear it from the client, even, even if this client, um, is very, very busy and, and is, um, or, or maybe the client, or may, maybe the coordinator doesn't want me to talk to the client and, and is mm-hmm. somehow, um, uh, guiding the client along a certain path and I understand that okay fine I don't I don't want to mess that up but having that having that opportunity to be able to you know listen to the ideas of, of the client and then really interpret what they're saying really get what they're saying and then uh, here's the here's the little step forward on this or maybe it's a little bit intrusive but uh, I would certainly like their requests you know the bride and grooms couples requests and that's very reasonable if yeah. pos- it's possible <clears throat> I'd like to know any VIPs who might have, you know, you know, we want to take care of them, too. So what would their requests, yeah. what might their requests be? Uh-huh. Okay. And then I like to ask for, give me the first names of the party animals who will be coming. You know, the, the real dancers, the real people, yeah. the people who want to enjoy themselves, who you know will be out on the dance floor. And, and then... Okay, now would it be possible that I might be able to send them an email or be able to contact them by phone? Wow! Now, now I, I, I that might be a little bit intrusive, yeah. uh, for for some couples, but um, but I'm totally willing to, you know, have have a three minute conversation and say, hey, give, mm-hmm. give give me a couple of songs that you like to dance to. I hear you like to dance. Oh yeah, I love to dance. Mm-hmm. Great. What 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 are some songs? Well, you've got to have this and you got to have that, and and then that gives me. So plenty of, of um, mm-hmm. how can I say it, suggestions and yeah. viewpoints on what this crowd is going to get out on the dance floor and, and, and do and enjoy. Okay. Oh, now, I think
1: that sounds like a great idea.
0: So so there's that kind of homework. But then in putting the itinerary together, creating certain opportunities so that people will, will uh, contribute or that will participate
2: mm-hmm.
0: in their... Uh, for instance, uh, you know, inviting the couple to to the dance floor and then there they are dancing and then the bridesmaids and groovemen are standing waiting on the edge of the dance floor and then announcing the bride and groom, at, they're the bridal party to join the bride and groom on the dance floor and in, in completing their first dance or in, in, in something mm-hmm. like this. That just shows that well, the DJ announced that, and there it happened, you know. And now, now, now it's now it's not a open dance floor. Rather, it's not a um, desolate dance floor. You have people on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. And so now, at this time, I, we would like all the married couples to please join the cup, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the celebrants on the dance floor. Now, I chose choose choose that very carefully because uh, married couples you know there's a responsibility there between married couples and if, even if they don't dance they are married couples and they're they <laughs> and they are at a wedding and these are their friends and so yeah please come out and support your you know this yeah. this this thing and they do well they'll,
1: also they'll... yeah you know I mean it's like how how do you tell a crowd we want all the friends um of the bride and groom well if you're not a friend you shouldn't be there <laughs> yeah so kind of duh, get let's get everybody out here right (laughs) so
0: there's there's a that's a moment where you're creating a certain thing where there's a successful thing where they've they've they're doing their first dance look the bride and the bridesmaids and groomsmen are joining them on the dance floor we've just been invited to also join join the dance floor so there's there's that movement forward and there's this agreement that is fostered by the master of ceremonies and if he can make that connection and then have done his homework earlier where he's playing the right songs yeah listen to that they're playing our first dance song you know in other words like a couple who's already married you know I can find out well you know what their songs were then all of a sudden they're playing that song they'll get up and dance yeah no matter how conservative they are so that's what I am going to engage in this next weekend with this, uh, with this couple who is, who's coming over and, and yes, and need to build this, um, uh, build this itinerary and build this, this type of a thing.
1: You know, I've had a couple of couples that didn't dance really didn't Mm -hmm. dance
2: Mm
1: -hmm. yet. Just like you say, they wanted everybody to have a great time. And, I have seen, and we've talked about this from time to time, where sometimes the best time is spent talking and listening to good music, but not always dancing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why sometimes people will say to me, I want a huge dance floor, you know, the biggest you can fit in the room. Uh-huh. And, I caution them about that. I said, and, and this is usually from couples or families that have, you know, a large ethnic um, overtones to their wedding. And so, of course, they want a big dance floor for Ahura or Tarantella or whatever the particular specialty dance is because they want everybody to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. As, as well they should want that, you know, it's something special. The challenge is that's going to last, for some families, six minutes. For <laughs> others, it can last 20 minutes or more. Or I mean, I've night. had yeah, some right. yeah. uh, observant uh, Jewish families that um, they needed to have a big dance floor because they were up there all the time. Right. But that doesn't happen all the time. And sometimes it feels like a football field. <laughs> you know, you got, <laughs> you got a half of the crowd on one side of the dance floor and the other uh, sitting on the other side. And you have this vast, big dance floor. So sometimes I suggest, unless you know for sure that you have a dancing crowd, mm-hmm. you know, get a dance floor that's big enough even if it's a little crowded you know for some specialty dance but it it there's more excitement in it yes. than having you know 10 couples on a dance floor that's 30 by 30 it doesn't go very far
0: right right and no, and you're right and I, I think that in planning a, a location that um yeah you don't want a, a ballroom that's too big and where your You know, your 50 to 100 people aren't aren't really going to feel comfortable in that great, big, great, big space. And and that, yeah, having it more intimate in that. I think that's more exciting that way.
1: Um, Yeah, it really is. Now, it's really interesting. Um, I do watch some bridal shows on TV and I from time to time, I watch one. Gosh, I can't even remember the name, but it's four brides and they they compete for a um a honeymoon wow. and they they vote among themselves which is the best uh, wedding they attended of the four uh brides and mm. they since they're each a bride and they're each getting married and they each of them go to each other's weddings they judge which one and and they have a formula so you can't you know um uh, win just by saying someone is awful or you know, that there's a way of judging it. Okay. But what I find so interesting is the comments. And when you think about it, they're probably just parroting what they've experienced and others experience at weddings and how they judge weddings. So I thought it would be interesting for us, perhaps the next time we talk about that, um, you know, how people um especially let's say on Yelp or how they review a reception of any kind you know what it, what is their criteria that they use um because what i've noticed is what someone may feel is absolutely normal for their family Etiquette and and Culture mm. Someone else Just looks at it like How weird is that? You know, like you You've been at receptions For weddings and they have belly dancers Yes Or, I mean, for some families That's That's what's expected That's right And yet There'll be people that you know are looking at each other saying what in the world were they thinking right you know right and I I know we've talked about I've had fan dancers I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've had Hawaiian you know uh, hula dancers and uh, sword dancer I mean you know uh, Highland dancers where they have swords and all kinds of stuff so wow. absolutely uh, it, it all depends well i just I, I just yeah. think we should probably talk about that i, exactly. I
0: think I think we should and, and I would love to hear from our listeners on their input on on what is imp- what they have seen or or what is um, mm-hmm. appropriate or or not I have to say that um uh, there was a um uh, a wedding where they had hired um, a can can French can can dancers. Okay, and these 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 women could could could, I'll tell you what. They <laughs> uh, and they, I don't know, it was it, I, and I I felt um, <laughs> Uh, stimulated so to speak you know by these by these young women and um and and i could see that that maybe some some people in the audience might have been a bit um uh uncomfortable with with that and and i just as a master of ceremonies i just you know kind of like made it well i'm glad my wife wasn't here tonight and and, and that was kind of funny you know it, it got a yeah. chuckle throughout the crowd because uh yeah. it, it they were quite buxom and they were quite uh, beautiful and and quite athletic i mean i was amazed
1: yeah
0: um but was would it be appropriate for the wedding i, I think it definitely had a shock value yeah uh,
1: but it wouldn't be something you would normally not normally
0: expect. not normally no. expect you know may, maybe no. at a, a bachelor party um or
1: <laughs> yeah, or yeah,
0: something like that. But yeah, whoa.
1: Well, you know, you know what's so funny is um, depending on the crowd. Uh, I, I had a some years ago. I had a group of women do um, a rendition of dancing of the Seven Veils, and oh. it it was exotic it was beautiful to watch it was a bit alluring Mm -hmm. for sure but it was done so tastefully that i think people came away with just saying wow i never would have expected that um and at the end uh, that's how the bride and groom came in. Uh-huh. In other words, the dancers kind of, uh, when the masters of ceremonies asked everyone to sit down, and the music changed, and then these dancers came in, and they they I think there was like maybe five seven minutes, not much. I don't think it was any longer than that. But th- that room was so silent. I mean, hmm. you as a master of ceremonies, I know you rarely are talking when you have a silent room it, it truly silent wow. that's hard with a large crowd, and I, it was amazing, and then, as they left, um, they had a, a curtain that was already uh draped back but during the dance they put the the drapes came back down so that you couldn't see behind the drapes and as they, they left you know they just pushed it to one side uh to leave and then the last two people held it and mm. then the bride and groom came through wow it was very effective. I mean, it took a lot of timing because we had a practice, Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: you know, this, um, they, the couple lost a couple, well, I'd say about 10 minutes, um, on the day of we practiced before, but you know, during cocktail hour, the last 10, 15 minutes, I had them come in and they were happy cuz you know it's different when you're wearing your gown hmm. your wedding gown and it, you're not walking the same way that you walk when you're wearing a pair of shorts you know <laughs> so you you kind of have to cuz it's going to be videotaped and and you want to you want to look graceful so you you kind of have to practice with everybody there and and we did, so it was, it was great. That's great. Yeah. Those are the kind of memories you just love to share.
0: You have been listening to Wedding and Event Podcast with Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman. If you have a question, comment, or topic suggestion, please call Eric at 626-797-1795 or contact Eric by email eric at elegantmusic.com. Contact Toby by email, Toby at Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and receive a new episode each week. Thank you for listening.